Welcome to the Xander Zone. This is episode 193 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and uh, I, as always, I am joined by my extreme co-host. Uh, Mark Foster, hello everybody. Uh, yes, we, we, are, we are going XXX uh, for this one, aren't we? It is triple <laughs> exploitation. Yes, it is. Triple uh, exploitation. So, uh, we are going to be reviewing all three triple x films um for some reason <laughs> yeah yes for um, some reason which uh, i think i think it was my idea so hey sorry in advance maybe <laughs> or maybe not maybe not I, I, well, do you know what let's let, let's wait and see <laughs> quite um, so yeah, we'll also, um, I think it might be slightly time dependent, but we might, might do a bit of what else we watched as well. Like I've, um, I've seen three films in the cinema over the past three days, um, and they weren't just three triple X films. So, uh, I, I do have some other stuff to talk about, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll also talk some trailers and whatnot. So, uh, we may as well just get straight into trailers actually, Mark, unless, unless you've got anything to um, get off your chest. No, no, no. Um, it's been a, it's been it's been a week where it's been good to good to switch off and power down a little bit. I think. Yeah, hasn't it? yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, nothing's nothing, nothing's happened, has it? Nothing, nothing weird or nothing, you know, possibly life threatening's happened, has it? No, I mean, I don't know. The concept of alternative facts is, um, <laughs> is, is terrifying. Yeah. But, um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I think. We've said we're not going to get political on the show. I will just say I'm pretty confident in the fact that there are plenty of people in the media who don't seem to be swallowing the shit that Trump and co are shoveling that it, I it's, think it's going to be all right. I think it could be right. I, I think it's interesting the immediate shift in dynamic of uh, it. what seems to have happened is certain elements of the media have gone, hang on a minute, no, 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 you can get away with it when you are celebrity idiot Donald Trump. Now you're actually president, you can't get away with this bullshit, you're dealing with a different class of journalist. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, who, you, you, now the, your main focus and the people that you've got to spend day-to-day time with talking to are not the sort of people who, and not a, not a criticism, but are not the sort of, are not essentially BuzzFeed journalists. They are proper journalists who will, when you say, when your people use things like alternative facts, will say, that is bullshit. (laughs) Oh, and let's be honest, I, I, I will never, ever, 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 and I can keep going, tired of watching a white supremacist get punched in the face yeah. to various different songs, different music and anything. And I am waiting for the supercut that somebody puts together of Donald Trump's inauguration speech that includes all of the scenes from movies that it was just fucking stolen from. Mm. <laughs> the fact that some of it's stolen from the B movie is incredible. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, but let's... <laughs> Let, let's yeah. move on. I, I'll I'll be honest. I have uh, I've only watched one trailer this past week. Oh, okay. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I I, I usually I, I watch them like before the show, but I I've been again quite busy with work. But I, 
I'll be honest, I just forgot to watch any trailers. However, I did watch the new Logan trailer and um, genuinely, I I don't think I've been this excited for a movie. Right, Let's say it, right? If I got a message right now that said um, there's an advanced screening happening in an hour's time for Logan in, let's say, Leeds, which is about 30 minutes away for me, uh, and it's £100, I'd be going here, we have to record tomorrow night or Tuesday night, I need to go and watch Logan. And I would gladly pay 100 quid right now to watch it, because I, I just want to see it. It just, it looks... It, 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 if it's anything like the first two trailers have been, it looks like a perfect movie for me. And a perfect superhero movie for me. I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I, I, there, there are a number of very interesting things about this. The fact that the X-Men comics exist in this film is yeah. amazing. That's yeah. awesome. And um, that's a very... It's a, it's, it's a very big... It's a very big thing to show in a trailer as well. And, but the thing is, it says, look, we could do anything here. Mm. Like, this is this is the real world in which the X-Men inhabit, and the comics are there as well. Yeah. We, we don't have to pull anything from the comics. This is, I mean, yes, it's kind of apparently based on this old man Logan thing, but it does kind of feel like it's going to do its own thing. And I like the fact that, essentially the most dangerous character in the film appears to be the little girl that he's assigned to protect or, or whatever is actually happening. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the aesthetic of it looks really interesting. Um, Frank, I, I Frankly, I think Professor X is going to die, which is, like, properly die, just like old man die, yeah. which is well, weird. I, I have a feeling that... that, that... Because this is very much, it, it, it very much Hugh Jackman is, is very. This is the last. This is my last outing of Wolverine. Mm. Um, and it, you know, he said, "This is my last full outing as Wolverine." Is what he said. He's in Deadpool um, too, man. He's going to be. He's in. in, he's in I, I think that is. It. I think he's in Deadpool too. I, I think. I think that's what he's leaving the door open for that. Um, and I think this will be his last proper outing as, as Wolverine I could see because he, he was also asked one day you know about it being you know how him no longer it would affect future X-Men movies and he said well how uh, uh, how is this linked to any of the X-Men movies mm. and I said well it's part of canon his response apparently I haven't read the interview I've seen it in the interview he said is it? yeah and he's like Oh, have they just blown open a world by going, well, you know what? We can do whatever the fuck we want with this because we went back in time, for Christ's sake. This could be an alternate timeline. It could be anything. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So it, there's all that going on. Plus the story looks fantastic. The fact that it's an R-rated um, Logan movie. The fact that uh, it seems we're spending a lot more time with Logan than we are with Wolverine. He's going to be interesting. Uh, I have a feeling that, I'm going to put it out there now, I think he's going to die in it and it's going to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. What other trailers have you seen? Um, 
couple chips. The um. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. No, you were cutting out a bit there, mate. Sorry, say again. Uh, it's TV trailer, wasn't it? TV chips. A chips is for a TV series, isn't it? No, it's a movie, bud. Is it? I thought it was a TV series. Michael Pena and Dane Cook. I think it's yeah. Dane Cook. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a film trailer. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Fucking whoever. One of them. Yeah. Ah, I, I thought it was for a fucking... What is it? I thought it was for a TV series. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a film. It's a film. Um, yeah, I mean... Fire I've You say you've sorry. You're cutting, I've seen that. I, you're cutting out. I'm still rotten, Mark. I'm still cutting out. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen that trailer actually, though. Okay, what do you think? Uh, it looks amusing. Does it though? I, I quite. It kind of did, yeah. <laughs> but again, it's it, it's. I, I quite like Dak Shepard, so and I'm you know I I, I admit that he's, he's an acquired taste. But I I was amused enough by it that I'll give it a go. I'm not don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna on VOD. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I think listeners kind of got the gist of that, but not the whole thing. Um, uh, is it still, I still cut out. Like yeah, that? a bit. Yeah. Um, it, is that any better? Sorry. Sorry. Any Sorry. Say again. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's my, I think it's my laptop. This might be. Are you uh, any other applications or anything? Shouldn't fucking be, but. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hold the set. If I forget to edit this out, is that any better? Yeah, is that any better? Uh, yeah, I heard the whole thing then. All oh, right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Delete any other applications that were running. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, chips. I like fucking whatever. I'll watch it at some point, probably. <laughs> if it if it's anything above ninety minutes, my interest will wane very very quickly. But you know, yeah. Um. And uh, last one for me, Power Rangers, um, which I think looks like it could be fun. If there's nothing else out that week, I would happily go see it. It's better than the first trailer. Yes, yes, it is better than the first trailer. It doesn't look quite as moody as the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth so... Banks looks like she's going to like actually be pretty good in it as well it doesn't look like she's going campy that she is actually going to be playing into the threatening which works better in the trailers than it did in those initial pictures of her because she looked very silly out of context but in it with like cg augmentation i think she she looks all right um, yeah yeah well i mean we'll, we'll see we'll give it a shot yeah, that's it. We, it all depends. It's, it's a hard sell, I think, Power Rangers, in the same way as Turtles was. I think it's a hard sell. I used to fucking love Power Rangers when I was younger, though, man. Like, they were my Transformers, so it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there, is, there is that. It's, 
it's interesting the fact that you know they're still around uh, Power Rangers. They still appeal to people. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if they can if they can sell that nostalgia whilst also keeping all all generations of Power Rangers fans kind of happy. Yeah, I, it's. I, I don't know. The thing is, it could either really hit or it will do really badly. It's yeah. It's not one that's going to go in the middle. Like, and it just it. It, 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 I think it depends on what the cultural mood is like immediately before it. Like mm. something, something like Deadpool, where like a year out, it feels like it's not going to do anything. Six months out, it doesn't feel like it's going to do anything, and then it just starts creeping in, and then it ramps itself up, and and, and then kind of explodes when it comes out. And it'd be interesting to see if Power Rangers can do something like that. But then you don't have Ryan Reynolds doing Australia Day promos and stuff so you know maybe, maybe not but um yeah i i, I don't know I, I, it looks like i it looks like give it a chance worthy yeah that's it I'm, I'm there's nothing there's nothing in there to put me off is what i will say mm-hmm. okay so let's move on then um triple exploitation begins with 2001 two 2002's triple x Directed by Rob Cohen and starring Vin Diesel, Aja Argento, Martin Sokas and uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Gibbons, which all three of these films have that have, have that credit, and Samuel L. Jackson as Gibbons. <laughs> yep. So, uh, story is um, a James Bond-looking motherfucker um, has trouble fitting in at a rock concert and gets deaded. Yeah. Um, and so Samuel L. Jackson has to turn to an extreme sports inf- enthusiast slash partaker. Obviously. Xander uh, Cage, obviously, played by Vin Diesel, because he can fit in with those people. Um, and he has to, well, he at first genuinely befriends and then has to go up against Martin Sokas's whatever his name is. Yorgi. Yorgi and Aja Argento's... Yelena. Yelena. Good stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's about it. Um, he surfs down a staircase with a tea tray at one point. And yep. uh, extreme sports people cameo really awkwardly <laughs> yeah. in, in one of the worst party scenes or sequences you'll probably ever see. Um, Triple X. Which, actually, interestingly enough, that is filmed inside um, Tony Hawk's loft. Fuck's sake. That space is actually Tony Hawk's. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. So, Triple X came at a time where Bond was not <laughs> yeah. Bond of now. Um, it was the same year as Die Another Day. Which was interesting because that was directed by... So Lee Tamahari, wasn't it? Yeah, who yeah. went on to direct the the next film. Indeed, um, and so this was seen as the like this is the this generation's Bond, or Bond. not not this was how it was seen, how they wanted it to be seen when the Born Identity, I think, also came out in two thousand and two. Yes, was, I think you're right there. Yeah. And was that generation's Bond? So, yeah. uh, or at least until Casino Royale came along. Um, so, Triple X is fascinatingly naff. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right. It is. 
it's I, I'd forgotten um, how aching um, this film is to appear like a Bond movie. And it really is, isn't it? With the soundtrack and everything. Um, and the uh, Elderman's uh, soundtrack. It is it's, like it properly like... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's so bondy. It, it's it's also it's quite strange the fact that this is, um, it, this is like the year after I believe Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious. Um, and it's yes, yeah, that was it, And then, didn't Rob Cohen direct the first Fast and Furious movie? Yeah, so it's them guys teaming up to essentially. And what's weird is when this came out, this was this was seen as the next step for them. You know, the Fast and Furious universe wasn't going to really exist and not for Vin Diesel this was going to be his franchise his his bond quite simply um and it's it, yeah it is fascinating enough in the fact that it is essentially a snapshot of stereotypes thrown together in a, a world of look at this and look at this and look at this and look at this and look at that and look at this. This film is just telling you to look at things and hoping that whilst you're looking at all of these things, you don't realise that the story is frankly ridiculous. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's it's over two hours long. <laughs> Why is it so long? Yeah, 132 minutes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I mean, you've got, I mean, like, just the, 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 the soundtrack is so early noughties, it's yeah. untrue, I mean, you've got Rammstein, Drowning Pool, Hatebreed, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, I'll give you that, um, oh God, what is that song, that song's got a really long title as well. You think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire or something. Like, yeah, yeah. very, very, which uh, is a great tune. Fucking songs for the Deaf Man, one album. But, um, and, but oh. like N.E.R.D., you know, um, Gavin Rossdale does the fucking uh, end credits song. It's, you know, it, it, it is, it is what Rob Cohen, I think, was like in, in, in his 40s. Forties or fifties at the time, he plays like the pizza delivery guy um, who gets told to fuck off in the uh, the first Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and, he? Yeah, and he, he looked like he was getting on a bit then. Um, so, he will have been in. He'll have been in his fifties. Yeah, I, and and you've got this guy there to direct this film, which wants to be like every twelve-year-old boy's favorite film. And I mean, I, I, I'll admit, I had it. On, I bought it on DVD at the time. I bought it on DVD. I, I did a double bill of that and Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was staying with uh, a, a, a mate at, at his uni uh, one uh, afternoon in 2002, the day before going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And was that the the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, the original. Like, the original. Like literally, like just on DVD on his computer in his dorm room smoking weed. Um, and yeah, before seeing the chilies, and again, that feels, and that was at the time of By the Way, where the chilies were like hot again in the early noughties, and I just, everything about this film I associate with the early noughties, you've got the extreme sports, you've got Matt Hoffman and fucking Tony Hawk popping up, Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 the, the whole like raging against the machine thing, where at the start he's nicking that guy's car, and 
yeah. you know, welcome to the Xander Zone, and fuck me. I mean, like, the, he's really good at shooting. It's like, how are you so good at shooting? I was in a cast for a month, and all I did was play first-person shooter video games. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that he says video games is not anything that a person who plays games would say. No. Lottie says video games yeah. because she's free. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I, it just. But the weird thing is, it is um, Vin Diesel is a hardcore gamer, which is the mental thing. He's so hardcore. He founded his own game studio so yeah. that they could do those Chronicles of Riddick games, which yeah. apparently are good. Apparently, yeah. well, I, I played the first one. It's fantastic. Well, Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah. 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 No, so I've, I've, I've heard it was good. Yeah. Um. So I mean that. Yeah. That's that's the crazy thing. But. He's also a guy who's really into his fan. He is an odd character, is Vin Diesel, because he's a he's a fascinating character, and um, yeah, I'll talk about him more when we discuss Return of Xander Cage. To be honest, but yes, he's a fascinating character because at this point. He was a he was a proper movie star. Oh God, yeah. I mean, the Fast you know, and Furious made him fucking huge. Yeah, and you know, off the back of Pitch Black and things like that, there was you know, he was a proper movie star. This was supposed to be, this was supposed to be the movie that kind of that launched him, you know, and established him and set him as a movie star. You know, Cruz has got the Mission Impossible movies. He's gonna have this, and this every three years he's gonna have one of these. And that's it, and it, it just didn't it didn't quite work. <laughs> really. Yeah, th- yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get to it, obviously, but yeah, I mean, the uh, the action is very very forgettable. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's reliance on practical stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, but to an extent, yeah. Yeah. But, but there there is CG, but. It feels more worth, worthy than the action in, say, Die Another Day, where it feels like Pierce Brosnan wasn't doing anything apart from re- like being against the green screen. Yeah. There, there is a sense of they are doing this stuff in real locations. Oh, absolutely, to a large yeah. Extent, which, which is refreshing now. Anyway. It's, 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 it's certainly admirable. The only, the, the, the problem is with that is. There's an awful lot of times where he does the extreme sports things, um, where you kind of go, okay, fine, yeah, you know, I get it, you know, he saw a motorbike uh, and he did a big jump on it. However, I don't see why he would have done all of that. Oh, no, it doesn't no. I mean, make it makes sense. No, it makes no sense. The, yeah. That jump where he's escaping <laughs> the drug cartel. Yeah. It's almost like he's trying to distract them with his extreme moves. Like, that's the point. He just wants to make the guards stunned into a reverie. And it is a bit like, hang on a minute. You got that bike and you were literally about 10, 15 yards away from the guy with the jippy leg. And then you rode it in the opposite direction for a good two minutes. And then you jumped over a fence... And you run it back in the other direction that you'd previously been coming and picked the guy up after jumping over a building. Hang on a minute. Why did you jump a fence? Surely you were outside of the compound that we then see an aerial shot of and there's no fucking fence there. <laughs> and then you jump over a, burning, a building and you clear 
must be seven or eighty yards. It is literally, you know, when some some fucking commodity bastard um, did that thing and said, "Oh, the runway for the uh, the end of Fast and Furious yeah, Six yeah. would have had to have been five miles long." It's like, hang on a minute, no, not everything was happening at the same time. You miserable twat. So. It, it, it didn't have to be that long and yes it's a film but even I was looking at this scene and going this is just stupid and I love stupid but this is just stupid stupid yeah uh, and w- w- which is which is which is absolutely fair um I think it's also worth pointing out that Vin Diesel and Arsia Argento kissing is like watching a brother <laughs> and a sister kissing it, 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 yeah but let's face it I don't think this is Vin Diesel's fault uh, well, I do a, a little bit. Watching Vin Diesel kiss any woman is is a li- always a little bit uncomfortable. He seems like a little bit uncomfortable with that. Um, but also as well, whenever you see Asia Argento kissing anybody in a film, it always feels a little weird. That like she's she's got a weird sexual air about her yes, as Asia Argento. For sure. Um, in that, in, in the sense of, of I, I, she's she's a very attractive woman. But she's also a very terrifying looking woman as well. She does she she looks like the sort of person if you looked at her wrong, like in a bar or anything like that, you could end up in a bath of ice without any kidneys, like an hour later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. And um, I mean, their their whole relationship is really shittily handled as well. Um, I, I the, the fact that he's I, you know that he's told to go home and it's like but she's still there and it's, you don't believe that at all incidentally in, also in terms of not believing things I love the fact that Samuel L. Jackson gets an opera put on <laughs> just so he can have a meeting with Xander yeah it's just, just, just it, it's, it's so weird do you know what the really the really strange thing about this movie is I've, I watched it maybe I owned it on DVD as well, but I watched it maybe the last time about seven or eight years ago. It's been at least a decade for me. Yeah, I'd yeah. say that. It, it might even be long. It might even be a decade for me, actually. Um, maybe. I I'm not sure. Um, but the only things I could remember about this movie is Ezra Gentiles in it, and it's strange seeing it in this type of movie, and the court. Like the only things that I could remember about this movie that, was was the age magenta. Uh, it's strange that she's in it. The coat and oh, and the guy who um, Vin Diesel says, "Why did you do that? You know that thing is going to kill you faster than a bullet." And then what do you know? <laughs> I remember that bit as well. Weirdly, I always thought there was a bit in this film that was a a, a tribute to RoboCop, where. The guy says, bitches leave. But I think he says, bitches come. Yes. But he yeah, does. he does. It's like, is that a really weird reference to Robocop in itself? It could be. It could just be an accident. You never know. I know. I mean, it probably is. But I always had it because I was waiting for him to say, bitches leave. Yeah. The um, thing is, when I was watching it as well, when, they came, when he was telling the Anarchy 99 story, I was thinking, 
they've done really well for themselves. Oh, yeah. If they formed in like in like nineteen ninety nine, and let's face it, this movie was released in two thousand and two, so it was probably made in two thousand and one. To go from being just a group of mercenaries in nineteen ninety nine who staged a kind of coup, to essentially being, you know, having an underground fucking lair with all of these scientists in that have created a proper full-scale chemical weapon mm. in two years. That's that's seriously impressive terrorism work. Agreed. Absolutely. I hope my fart didn't get picked up on the recording there, but I've got a terrible <laughs> feeling it did. Yeah. It did. Um, sorry. Um... I'm, I'm on my bed in a dressing gown and literally looking at where the mic is pointed, it's pretty much pointed at my ass. So <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to move that. There we go. It's too late. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's fine. Everyone farts. Um, but what's I going to say? Yeah. Or I've got to say as well, Silent Night. It Okay, it dissolves in water. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end... Vin Diesel, like, shoves the, the rocket down and it explodes in that lake, or that river. Yeah. If I were the people standing on that bridge, I'd be running like fuck. <laughs> because, yeah, it dissolves in water, but what if it hasn't fully dissolved? That yeah. explosion caused an awful lot of water to come shooting up into the air. Yeah. Uh, what's it going to be like next time it rains around that? Straight up, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good the, point. Yeah. There's so many questions. It's just going to rain silent night, you know. And, uh, there's, yeah. there's so many questions that not a single person involved in the making of this movie ever thought to ask. No, no. And I mean, they to be fair, they probably thought no one would ever ask them as well. So uh, it, yeah. it just, I don't know, man. It's, it's very, very, very silly, but... I quite enjoy my time watching it. Do you know what? I, I, I yeah, I happy did. I wish it was twenty minutes short. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, absolutely. But um, rewatching it. Here's a question: Will I watch it again at some point? Yeah, probably. Was when when we said this watching it, did I think oh, I don't want to watch that again? I was like, do you know what? Gives me an excuse to rewatch Triple X. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. Um, I'd happily rewatch it. Love the coat. We'll talk more about the coat later. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> the fact that it's a fucking character practically is amazing. It just actually, I just, I'll just say it now. I love how much weird nostalgia the third film has for his coat. Yeah, like, it's, just, it it's seems hilarious. So strange the fact that it's mentioned. It's like I thought that's weird because, like, like I say. I associate the first film with that car. It is the, yeah. If you mention Triple X to me, the first scene I think of is him getting up, hung over, and putting that massive car on. It, uh, it just it looks like an amazing, an amazingly warm coat. It does. It looks like a nice coat to wear. You know, like which you know, fair enough given given where they are. You know, um, yeah. yeah. I I it just it's it's endearingly naff. This film. Yeah. It's definitely not shit for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. I'd three out of five on Letterboxd, which is definitely not shit, and I'm I'm comfortable with that. I wouldn't give it any more. But... No, it's, 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 it's a solid seven out of ten movie. Uh, Fair yeah. It has fun with itself. Uh, I think this one maybe takes itself the most serious out of the 
Well, maybe not, actually. It, it, it takes itself more serious than, than, than the uh, return of Xander Cade. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, let's move on then. 2005's X. Either State of the Union or the next level, depending yeah. on like which country you're in. Yeah. I think it was the next level over here. I think it was the next level over here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, stars, uh, Ice, Ice Cube, um, uh, Willem Dafoe, Samuel L. Jackson again, um, the annoying tech guy from the first one. Yeah. Um, in an expanded role. Yay. Um, yeah. And others. Scott Speedman. Scott it? Speedman. Yeah, of course he is. He's I like Scott one. Speedman. I quite like Scott Speedman as well. Uh, uh, he's as an actor. He, he, he should have he done more. Yeah, he's, he, yeah he's, he's had a weird career. And uh, Exhibit yeah. as well. Um, oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah. So, this time around, um, Xander <laughs> Cage is killed in Bora Bora. Of course he is. Is is said in one throwaway line, which <laughs> I, I I think was symptomatic of the uh, issues that they had with Vin Diesel on this film. Yeah. Um. So this time, uh, how does it start? The Triple X like unit is uh, attacked by mysterious forces. Gibbons and Tech Guy go on the run um, looking for a new triple X who's going to be even more badass and extreme and they, yeah, they more attitude more more attitude that was it and they find it in the doughiest <laughs> secret agent you'll ever see oh my god ice cubes Darius Stone um, fucking hell yeah um, so, can we address that can we address this he's, he's straight up fat yeah, the, the 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 elephant in the fucking room. The, actually, the guy probably ate the fucking elephant in the room. Right, Ice Cube. Right, Vin Diesel is you know he he's a guy you know who looks after himself. You can tell and he still looks after himself now. He 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 does have a more bodybuilder figure uh, than he does kind of like let's say for instance you've got um, Daniel Craig is quite muscular but quite lean whereas Vin Diesel's got the more 80s style action hero physique rather than 90s style action hero physique um, Ice Cube has never been the most ripped of guys uh, let's be honest he's always looked a little bit doughy and his attitude you know the, the attitude isn't it's just all attitude but I, I I quite enjoy uh, Ice Cube as, as an actor. Yep. You know, I thought he was very good in Boys in the Hood, um, and I think he's been very good in the comedic stuff he's done in in, in the past few years. He's 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 not an action star at all. It is watching him do any of like the action scenes where he's having a fight is is painfully bad. It is like watching a guy who wants to prove to you so much that they are tough. Not the act, not the, the character, the actor, that he is tough. I mean, that it was, it was just, oh God, oh God, you can literally, you can literally hear the choreo, the choreography going on. 
Yeah, I mean, I I fully believe that Ice Cube could kick my ass. I, I I'm not I'm not calling him a weakling or anything. No. but he's being asked to present himself as being able to do things in this film. But what I will say is I don't think Ice Cube has ever been in a gym. Ever. Sure. Ever. We're talking about a guy who, who became very, you know, very famous, very popular and quite well off when he was a teenager yeah. with uh, NWA. I don't think he's ever been in a gym. I just don't think he gives a shit. I think he looks like that all of the time. He's looked pretty much the same throughout his entire career. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I it's um yeah, no, I mean he to- he totally fucking has. I mean like Christy, um his son um in straight out of Compton, it's not like they got a muscular athletic person to pay play him no. there. No. You know, he's still quite big and you know, at least they're not rewriting history in in that way with that film. Um so yeah, um it's not very good. No. But I still and I did. I didn't enjoy watching it as much as the first Triple X, but I didn't hate it. Um, but I, but mainly because I found things funny. Um, I love that they're they're calling it the Triple X program now, and yeah. they've stolen Vin Diesel's tattoo and put it on the doors everywhere in that facility. Yeah, that yeah. made me laugh. Um, yeah, that and that was early on. Um, uh, Ice Cube breaking out of that uh, prison and jumping to catch that helicopter, and it yeah. kind of looked more like he was going to bring the helicopter down than anything else. That was <laughs> that was a delight. It also looked like he was going to miss. Yeah, um, look, that, no, Chris, it looked like he had missed. No, it does, but it does though, doesn't it? Because they it do does. that like kind of wide shot of him jumping for it, and, <laughs> and it doesn't falling. feel like he's got enough momentum. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like going, right, uh, right, Cube, could you could you run? And he's going, yeah, and he's like, could you run a bit faster? Alright then. Could you run a bit faster? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's as fast as I can run. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Who genuinely who thought it was a good idea that they could consider Ice Cube an upgrade to Big Diesel as an action hero? I mean, they're, they're obviously going like trying to go for a different audience here. I mean, it kind of feels like if this was two thousand and five, in two thousand and three or four, some something for a, a, an African American audience hit big at, in the U.S. box office, and they were like, "We need us some of that." Yeah, it, it it's it's such a weird film. It feels it feels like Gladiator being big, and then a couple of years later you get Troy. It feels like there must have been something that came out a couple of years beforehand that provoked it. Um, I mean, I, I, the other films that he the the other film he had out that year was Are We There Yet? Yeah, oh God, my God, man, what a double bill that would be. Yeah, and but, the film he made after it was Are We Done Yet? There you go. I mean, but I mean, I do, I do like the fact that every single black person in this film is a good guy. I yeah. think. Pretty much, yeah. Or at least the major characters, anyway. And it is, it is basically, it does kind of seem like it's going against Trump's America. Like the the U.S. government of that time in the the 
the like the George H. W. Bush era, or or is it W? I think it's w just, Bush. Is it just W? Yeah I, yeah, I get confused between the two sometimes. Um, that like that feels like an innocent era now, frankly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And some shady shit happened back then, you yeah. know. But it's it's a little bit like a booze boosh to the fucking plate of shit that they're just serving right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, but. And it's almost charming how these are bad white people. Let's defeat the bad white people. We've defeated the bad white people. Yeah. You know, and I I, I, I kind of weirdly respect that. Um, And and so, I I mean, you can obviously see where it's going for there. But action, not great. Way more CG addled, which to be fair, it's ice cubes. You probably have to. Um, Willem Dafoe in his stock Hollywood yeah. shady guy role. Like yeah. he, that, that is the shit he could do in his sleep. And I like, I mean, he's obviously just doing it to pay the bills. And I mean, around that time he was in the life aquatic as well. And it's, you know, if it means he gets to do stuff like that and, you know, maybe gets that film a bit more noticed because he's been in other bigger films, then, you know, good, good for him. Um, but I mean, not very good. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's not really much to say about it, really, is there? There's not. Um, it's. I was. I didn't hate it because there's not a lot to hate yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I was very, very bored. Is what I will say. Which for an action movie is is not what you'd expect. You, you should at least be able to get along with it or have a little bit of fun with it. Whereas I was just, I was just very, very bored. I was actually looking at it going end. End, end, and there was like half an hour left. So I, I watched about half of it on a treadmill, so it, it, it was my treadmill film this week, and you know that it fit that very well. Yeah, didn't, I, I, didn't I, have I should to think have much. Doing something else. Yeah, 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 didn't have to think much. Took my mind off of like how long I'd been running for. Um, so you know, for that, cool, but. You know, very, very little of any real worth whatsoever, but didn't didn't hate it. Touching cloth. Uh, I think it's shit, to be honest. Fair enough. I, 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 I couldn't. I wouldn't be honest if I wasn't gonna sort of say that. Yeah, I think it's it it it's shit. Um, Lee Tamahori's had a weird career, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, he's a fucking weird guy, isn't he? So it's yeah. Yeah, you know, really promising, and then just really just weird after that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he did the edge. Fucking. He did the edge. I watched that. Rewatched that recently, actually. Mm. So yeah, he did Once Warriors, which is a great movie, actually. That was that was his like breakout, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Mulholland Falls, The Edge. Mulholland Falls is good, actually. Mm. Yeah, Mulholland Falls is actually very good, actually. God. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that, actually. Um, Wow, uh, 2015, he made uh, his first feature in New Zealand since Once Were Warriors. Fair play. Um, Oh, is that Mahana? Sorry? Is that Mahana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's... Got mixed reviews, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Okay. Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, directed by DJ Caruso. 
<laughs> when that appeared on screen, I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, even though, to be fair, it kind of feels like Vin Diesel just had his hand up his arse and was, like, puppeting him. So <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels yeah a little bit like like DJ Caruso will go and watch it one day and go what yeah did I I, I don't remember being there um <laughs> so all spoilers all the time starts off with possibly one of the greatest opening sequences in in cinema history where <laughs> Samuel L Jackson is trying to recruit Neymar Jr. Something comes up on the screen saying that Neymar Jr. thought that Samuel L. Jackson wanted to recruit him into the Avengers, which is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, and can we just point out, all spoilers all the time, when we say Neymar Jr., we mean Neymar Jr., not Neymar Jr. playing a character. He's playing himself. I mean, there's a title card at the end of the film that says Neymar Jr. as <laughs> Neymar Jr. It's yeah. It's... It's a one. It's wonderful. Um, then Neymar Junior stops a robbery using his footballing skills. And, and you notice though when he <laughs> kicks the the, the uh, napkin dispenser, it goes straight up in the air. Yeah, it hits a guy who's directly in front of him. Oh, that's yeah. That's it did make me go. Surely you'd have like more than one take. Yeah, but but then but then Samuel L. Jackson reacts with the real world equivalent of his tweets whenever Liverpool win a game. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. I, I I don't know, and 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 then they both get blown up. Um, it's just, um, <laughs> which, which makes you think? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the Barcelona president taking that call? Uh, what? He's he starts a robbery and then got blown up. Yeah. Where? What? Why was he even there? Yeah. <laughs> put a butt up. Fucking Nike. I just... I, I just... The fact... It's so that, weird. Why is it Neymar? It's just... It's the fact that there's a title card that said he thought he was being recruited into the Avengers. And it's a character played by Samuel L. Jackson. I yep. just... It's... I was also surprised to see Samuel Jackson back in it because I thought, hang on a minute, he's essentially just playing Nick Fury in this. Yeah, but okay. Anyway, so that happens. Um, yes, that happens. God, I want to do a commentary on this so bad. Um, <laughs> so it turns outside the cage. At some point. Sorry. I think we will at some point. Oh fuck me. Um, <laughs> So it turns out Sander Cage isn't dead. He's actually hiding out in Bora Bora, hooking up the the the, the people there with illegally street Free cable. It's um, <laughs> an action scene in this film where his purpose is so that people can watch a football match. And, I, yes, and we're, an action scene where he skis down a mountain without any snow. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, it's glorious. Anyway, it um, literally, it literally is like Vin Diesel discovered football six months before they started making this, and just wanted to make, like, he wanted to make it all about football. And somebody went, "No, that film exists. It's called Shaolin Soccer." Yeah. And he went, "Oh damn! Well, I need to do this, then, and this, then, and this, then. We need to get Neymar in it." <laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, I just need to get through the synopsis so we can talk about it. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, uh, he's re-recruited by Tony Collette um, because Pandora's box is. About it's something that can make satellites fall out of the air and kill Neymar Jr. Um, uh, and uh, he re- recruits his own team of ragtag people, 
one of whom's skill set is literally that he's a really good DJ. Um, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't actually do a single other thing in he's the film. A, he, he's fun to be around. He's, his special skill, he's fun to be around. I mean, fuck. Anyway, I fucking loved Return of Xander Cage. I fucking loved it. I cannot express how much fun I had watching this film. This film knows what it is, is reveling in it. And if this film had a Fast and Furious title on it, people would be fucking cumming themselves over it. I, If this was Fast and Furious 8, this would not be getting nearly as many one and two star fucking reviews from people on Letterboxd and whatnot. It would not be getting nearly as much fucking snidey Twitter shit. Would I rather watch this or Fast 7? Give me this every... And I like Fast 7. Give me this every time. I had a fucking blast. And if I did, if I wasn't busy, I would have walked straight back in and watched it again. I fucking loved it. I I didn't love it as much as you, but I did enjoy my time with it immensely at points. And at points, I went... I, I, I flitted between... This is absolute fucking nonsense. Oh, this but is it's glorious nonsense. But, but at no point, right, in its 107 minutes, at no point, I'm, I'm surprised only 107 minutes. I thought it was longer, uh, to be honest. At no point was I bored. Mm. At no point was I looking at my watch thinking, kind of do this ending right now. Um, the characters are either brilliant and I wanted to spend more time with them or I was going, oh God, no, go away. Bring back somebody else. Bring back somebody else um, to some of the characters. It is monumentally stupid, but it is incredibly aware of how monumentally oh, stupid it, it is. Knows so there bad. are some characters that are just um, beyond irritating, but I think they're supposed to be beyond irritating. I, I don't get how... I, I I simply do not get... I know why this film got made. It got made because uh, Vin Diesel essentially wanted to, remake, wanted to make it. He wanted to make it, and he said, right, I want to make Triple X. I want, I want to come back and do that character. It's my bond. I want to redo it. And they've gone, he didn't really work. And he's gone, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want two or three more Fast and Furious movies? I, 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 I just heard you say you didn't. It's a different distributor, mind. I still, I, I still reckon he did that, and they went, what? <laughs> I still reckon he pulled the Fast and Furious card. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean the, the thing is, you know, it's a multi it's a, it's a diverse cast, which well, people are constantly pointing out with Fast and Furious and saying how great it is. Well, this is what, you know what I was saying about, you know, we'll get on the, the interesting Vin Diesel thing, right? Vin Diesel is doing more for diversity in Hollywood than anybody else. Yeah. That's brilliant. And that is an alternative fact. That is a fact. Mm. Right? He is the driving force behind this movie, and he is the driving force behind the Fast and Furious movies. He is the driving force behind ensuring that there is a, a vast array of multiculturalism within both sets of movies. It is him who is bringing these people on board. It is him who wanted to bring on Donnie Yen. It is him who wanted to bring on um, Deepak um, Panduke. It's him who wanted to bring on uh, Tony R. In both of them, it, you know, it, it's it's 
it's phenomenal. He is doing more, and these are massive tentpole features. Um, and he's such a a strange character in, in terms of the way he is, because you'd almost he's almost become one of the most important people in Hollywood without being considered A-list and just completely by accident. It's 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 so strange, but he gets weirded by being a, a a phenomenally nice person. I've weirdly I've had a phone call conversation with Vin Diesel before. What? Yeah, yeah. I had a phone call conversation what? with Vin Diesel when I worked at uh, Phones for You. Um, right. Then there was a phone um, called an 8910i, um, which was. Like um, it was like a Chrome phone that had a button that you pressed down and it flipped down, and it was like an exclusive phone. You couldn't sell it on contracts. You could only sell it as a SIM-only phone. Not as a as a SIM-free phone. Yeah. Um, and my store had one of only um, three left in the the company. Um, and Vin Diesel wanted this phone, and he'd gone into the store in Manchester when he was filming. I don't know which film it'll have been. It'll have been. It might be one of the Riddick ones. I think it might have been Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, yeah, that would kind of make sense. Well, like around 2005, like. Ooh. Or 2003. 2003, yeah. Yeah, no, I think Riddick was 2003, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, when he was, I think it was when he was filming that. I'm not sure, but he was filming something. He was in Manchester, and he was in, in the Manchester store, and they were telling me on the phone, because you weren't allowed to store transfer these phones. And they're saying, you need to store transfer it. Um, we've got somebody you want to. And I'm saying, fuck off, no way. I can sell it uh, here. And it made you a, a crazy amount of commission. I said, I'm not doing it, because if I send it to you, you sell it, I lose the phone. They said, no, seriously, it's for Vin Diesel. And I was like, fuck off, it's for Vin Diesel. And they were like, no, genuinely, it's for Vin Diesel. Going, fuck off, it's for Vin Diesel. Uh, and they said he's in the star now and I was like if Vin Diesel is in that star right now you put him on the fucking phone and um, what's it um, and, and Vin Diesel can ask me for this phone and I thought and I thought because they're bullshitting me yeah right and fucking Vin Diesel comes on the phone and goes uh, hey man I, you know I know that you're not supposed to do this and I, I get that but I'm here, I really like the phone, it's really fucking cool, it'd be really cool if you could do me this one salad. I was like, hang on a minute, I was like, what was the movie? And I, I actually asked him... Fuck off, you asked him to... Oh, yes, what did you ask him? I asked him what the movie he was in uh, with Giovanni Ribisi uh, was called. And he went, what? It's like, you were in a movie with Giovanni Ribisi, what was it called? Because there's no way any of those fucking idiots in the Manchester Star will have seen this movie. And he went, boiler room. Yeah. I was like, shit, you're really Vincent Diesel, aren't you? And he was like, yeah, I am. It's like, all right, fine, I'll send him the phone. It'll be weird tomorrow. Mate, I would have been like, I'll get in the fucking car, but like, I'm off. Yeah, I, I did think to do it at the time. I, I, I'd have been now, I'd have been like, I will do it, but I will bring it to you personally. <laughs> But yeah, I had a phone call conversation with Vin Diesel. It lasted about a minute. Was he all right though? <laughs> he was a lovely guy. That's what the guys in Manchester later on they said he was. He was. He said about it later on, I was like, 
can't believe that's actually been designed. This was the thing is this was before Santa camera phones existed. Yeah. Really. There was a couple out there, but there were nobody had one. By the way, was it a um, Nokia? Yeah. Yeah, like just the eighty nine ten, it sounds like it would be a Nokia. Yeah. An eighty nine ten I. Yeah, yeah and he was a lovely guy, apparently. So he was he was he was just really just really nice oh, and just you know, uh, I'll ask him. I'll ask him uh, for it. <laughs> so, yeah. The only fucking phone conversation I've had at work with with a, a kind of famous person was the guy who wrote the reader. Um, the fucking what was it? Oh, the um, Kate Winslet film from. Yeah, I renewed his uh, car insurance. I took a fucking shitload off as well, more than nice. I was supposed to, because I knew who he was, and we were. Like we we sent him a fucking ridiculously up upped renewal, and it was like, no, nah, I'll fucking take it off for you straight away. It was like, are you like? Because I recognised the name, looked it up on IMDb real quick, and I was like, you wrote the reader, didn't you? Like, and he he, he was just like, oh, like how like how did you know that? It was just like just like films and whatnot. It, it, it was like, right, I'm gonna fuck it, I'm gonna hook you up because you're probably the only famous person I'll ever speak to. <laughs> that and a guy I can't remember his name, but the first openly gay cricketer um, uh, that the EC uh, that, that that played for, like professionally for England, I had him on the phone uh, uh, at my current place of work once, and I can't remember his fucking name, but and he was nice, uh, but yeah, they were both nice, but yeah, that's fucking badass. Back to Return of Sandy Cage, yeah, uh, but that's that's a great story. Um, yeah, I mean Tony Shaw. I love the fact that I don't believe DJ Caruso gave him the piece of direction. Every single fucking time you're on screen and you're not punching someone, you're either smiling, laughing, or doing something with your hands. Or dancing. Or dancing. Like, yeah. he looks the, the, like he's having so much fun. And Vin Diesel said with him that he, he has... So he just has all of that energy all of the time. So they basically just said, do whatever. Great. Just do whatever. Great. And it, 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 he's there's no wires apparently at all for anything he does. None of it is wires. None of it's trickery. It's just him doing it all. Brilliant. I mean, that, that, I, mean I don't know. You've got uh, just the scene where they're chucking the grenade at each other, and <laughs> it, it, it's just trying to be the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, we're all triple X's, we're all fucking nuts, let's fucking do this thing, just chucking grenades around. Um, the reveal of Darius Stone was the second time in less than 24 hours in a cinema that I actually shout, well, I didn't shout, but said quite loudly, shut the fuck up. Did, 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 right, did you know that he was in it? No. I have no idea. I, literally, uh, I'll be honest, at that moment, I was, I was getting towards... I spent this entire movie swinging between this is shit to this is great, this is shit, this is great. As soon as that happened, the needle just went, yeah, there's no way this can be shit. There's no way this can be shit. Well done. Bravo. Well played. It's just, and also, play to his fucking strengths. Don't get him running around. Give him a fucking grenade launcher. Yeah. You know, and then to rock up in a car at the end. And, I mean, it looks like the film hasn't really done all that well and we might not get another one. But fuck me. What I would pay to see Vin Diesel and Ice Cube head up a team with all of that other lot there. 
I, I, I don't want them heading it up. I, 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 I want I want Diane. Yeah, no, okay, no, the fair, oh, fair comment. Fair comment. Great to see him in this. Oh, and he gets loads to do. Yeah, he's that man is fifty in his fifties. He's fifty-three years old. He looks incredible, and it's it's fantastic to see him having that much, like you say, that much to do in it. I I, I just watched it going. I just want to see more of him. In. I just want I just want to see more movies like this where we can see things like this. He's fantastic in this. It's so entertaining. He looks cool as fuck. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, what a treat, man. Between this and Rogue One, it's like yeah. suddenly Donnie Yen's in big Hollywood films. That's great. Yeah, I know there's a plethora of movies that aren't Hollywood movies that we can see him in, and they are fantastic. They're great to course, watch, and course, I, I, do, yeah. I do enjoy them. But then, but... Let's be honest, I don't get to see them on a massive screen. Straight up. And I got to see him. You know, when he basically said, you know, there's a great moment in the film where he goes, you have the top level, I'll have this level. And he points across and he points over at a room and there's like six guys in it. And you look at it and go, yeah, I get to, I'm going to get to see Donnie Yen go in there and just kick the shit out of these guys. This oh. is going to be wonderful. And again, he looks like... The look on his face is like serious, but also kind of just a little hint of I'm having a really good time doing this. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. There's a kind of a level of glee about so much of this film and uh, that I just I, I'm really, really into. Um, it was I thing is, I saw it. I, I saw it after like uh, working overtime on Saturday, 11 o'clock. Massive screen, Dolby Atmos. It's like it's a weekend. I just want to fucking kick back and and watch something mindlessly entertaining. And it was, but it knew it was. It was silly. There was fun action. It, you know, I don't know. The coat's back. There's a scene where Vin Diesel, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, gets offered an orgy, and then at the yeah, end. Why? Why is Finn Diesel that the cage in this movie literally irresistible to women? Any woman who looks at him in this movie literally just goes, "I want to fuck you." It's amazing. It, I mean, it, it like, I, I it almost, it almost seemed like a piss take as well when those women are like coming on at him, and it comes yeah. to the next morning, and it's just woman after woman after woman. It kind of almost felt like it was going to go like Naked Gun and just go yeah. for like a minute of all shapes and sizes <laughs> before it got to him or something. You know, it's yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 it, I don't know. It, it's incredible. I mean, the, this thing has nostalgia for a franchise that no one has nostalgia for apart from Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, the love given to the coat is incredible. Tony Collette is such a brilliant. I'm an absolute fucking company bitch, bitch. Yeah. From from the start, that I just I can't get over it. I mean, the bit where like the that they that they faked that whole scenario and I just the, the bit the, the, where Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life turns up and he like he says like oh you know Clarence turn it's just like. What is this fucking film doing? And then there's that, like, a 30 seconds later, the 360 shot of Vin Diesel just casually shooting that gun around and spinning it around at everyone. It's. I was already in after, like, Neymar and Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. You give. And, and the illegally hooked up football. <laughs> you, you give me that stuff, great. 
You you give me the three sixty gun stuff, brilliant. You give me DJ Nick's special skill. He's fun to be around. I mean, that is literally all he does. Like his only purpose in this film is he makes a crowd get more moving. Yeah. To so that it's harder for someone to shoot Tony Jar. That's literally the only thing he does. But then you've got Australian lesbian sniper. She was fun. Don't remember her uh, name. Yeah, Ruby Rose. I, I thought she was the weakest point in the entire movie for me. Fine. She didn't do well. No, I mean she didn't she did I mean she did more than DJ Nix. I, I think DJ Nix did more than her. What at did least he do? He got a crowd moving at one point. Oh, he, 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 he saved the big guy. Yeah, um, Rory McCann, lots of fun. Um, he 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 was brilliant. Um, he only started singing at the end. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> the funeral. Which, by the way, I love the fact that literally the scene before the funeral, they're talking about how they've got to go into hiding, and then it cuts, and they're all at Gibbons' funeral. Uh, and 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 then Gibbons just appears at the back. <laughs> it, 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 all that would have to happen is uh, is one of those people. That is at his funeral would literally have to turn around and go, wait a minute, yeah. he's there. And, and <laughs> Neymar is now his, his PA or yeah. whatever. Like, just. I. There's, it, this, this film is just intensely batshit. Yeah, it's. It, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know how it got made. No. And I, I, but, but I am glad it did. And I, I didn't enjoy it as much as you, but I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, would, I, would I watch another one if it if another one got made? If this manages manages somehow to make money, which it won't, but if it did, let's say another one got made, or even if it did make money, they went, you know what, fuck it, we're still gonna make another one. Um, th- then I yeah, I'd, I'd be there day one to watch a repeat of this because I enjoyed time with the main characters, but. I can see why it's hard for some people to digest. I think it's it's mean to call it shit because it's so much fun. I don't think it's trying to do anything other than just entertain people. And if you're not entertained by it, right, then why did you go and watch it? That's that's it. I've like anyone who goes to see this film willingly, like if it's not for a job or something, you just want to go and see this film. I don't get how you wouldn't be entertained by it. I don't. I yeah. don't understand it. It's. I pre-ordered the 4K. I yeah, and, can't and, wait. If you're going to watch it, to to be snippy about it, just don't. You know, it. It. You know what it is. This is the third movie of this of this franchise. Yes, it's the first movie for like twelve years, but it's first. It's the third movie of this franchise. You know what you're gonna get from it. You know, I, I I don't understand, you know, one and two star reviews. Review the movie for what it's trying to do, not what you expect the movie to do. I and just, this movie is trying to entertain people via being a little bit fucking daft. And you know what? It's a little bit fucking daft. It's There's a chase scene, for Christ's sake, where you've got Vin Diesel and Donnie Yen both running to catch the bad guy to see who can catch the bad guy first and they're just laughing at each other getting hit by oh, cars mate, that, there's that one thing where they both get hit by the car and they just look at each other and smile 
Yeah. And it's like, just the fact that they are actually still enemies at this point. You know, I mean, yeah. it is... They're enemies, but, you, but you know, you know that at some point they're going to bra hug. Yeah. You know that they're not going to end as enemies because they're both fighting for the same thing. It's just Donnie Yen wants to keep it just in case. That's yeah. it. Yeah. He, he never says he wants to sell it to the Russians or anything like that. He's just like, no, I don't think it should be destroyed. I don't think we should destroy it, but I don't think they should have it. It's like, it, it's, yeah, I, I, do you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I like this movie. Mate, I just, I, I don't get, I don't get how I like the Fast films now. I do. I yeah. don't get how those films get passes when but this, this doesn't. Was, and I can completely agree with you. The, the the whole even Vin Diesel seemed it seemed a little bit weirded out by the whole um introduction to Becky scene. <laughs> oh my god. Where she keeps saying kumquat. Even he seemed a little bit like, this is fucking weird. I don't know where this bit in the script. Yeah, well it <laughs> it's is it's, she, magnificent. She's like, like talking about how like She's got a, a, like a, a, a two fifty swing or something like that. Yeah. Like, and and he's just like, oh, come on, you know. And he's a bit, yeah, exactly. He's a bit like, this is interesting. Um, but it's like a weird energy there, which uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought she was quite fun actually. Nina, I thought she was a lot, but she was irritating as fuck. But in a she's supposed to be irritating as fuck way. Yeah. And the fact is that the fact. The most glorious moment in this movie for me was when she drops the gun and it shoots everybody because I thought, have they really just done a dopey girl drops the gun scene? Wow. Bravo. Bravo. You're you're not even trying to hide it. But then her reaction is, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You give me a warm F-bomb to that. Yeah, yeah. Glorious. It's, yeah. It's... I, it's one of those films, I think, that, that that the more I watch it, I think the more I could end up falling in love with it. <laughs> Mate, like, fuck it, seriously, the amount of times I'm going to be sticking this on and cracking open a few beers... Yeah. Like, it just... This is this is a movie that I will guarantee you, you will watch the first 45 minutes of more than anything else. Because you'll fall asleep watching it after coming in from a couple of beers and going, yeah. not quite tired yet. Yeah. And then watching that, and I don't willing yourself through all of it, or getting like an hour in and going, yeah, I'm in our bed now. I, I mean, seriously, one week where there's nothing to review, we're doing a commentary. I, I just, well, yeah. I have to. Um, I can see this being a bit of Christmas commentary this year. Yeah, 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 that would be fine. Um, definitely not shit. I fucking definitely not shit. I fucking adored this film. I, I, I am very glad you I wouldn't go and say I doubt it, but I, I cannot understand how people couldn't at least acknowledge that it, it's fun to be with. Like, I just, oh God, I laughed so much. And just, like, this is fucking brilliant. I Like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, <laughs> yes, there is that element to it. Um, our audience, we only had six votes on it, oh, actually. Fucking... Um, shit, 17%. Mm. Touching cloth, thirty-three percent, mm. and definitely not shit. Fifty um, percent. Good on you. Uh, and I didn't actually vote in that, so and I would have voted definitely not shit. So, so would I. Yeah. So yeah, I'm quite, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite glad about that. I thought that could be one of those ones where everyone says it's shit, and we both say we quite enjoyed it. Yeah, fuck it. I don't mind the Triple X franchise. 
overall, I'm I'm perfectly no, happy I, with it. Overall, I, I, I don't mind the Vin Diesel triple X films as well. Fair enough. Um, okay, so yeah, let's let's do some what we watch then. So, uh, Mark, what have you got? Um, I um, ooh, what have I watched? I'll, I'll talk about Warren. Everyone that I watched the other week. That oh, was... I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what. Do you want to save that for next week? So I'm halfway through it. Oh yes, I'll save it for next week. Okay. Then. Um, I, have, I have a couple. Then let me just. Uh... I rewatched Inception. Uh, first time we watched it in a, in a while. Um, and it was one of those where I, I, I just fancied rewatching it. Um, and sort of just it's better. Said, oh, I actually plan to be watching Inception at some point. And her response was, "Well, why don't we just rewatch it tonight?" So, yeah, and it's it's fantastic. It really is. It's it, it holds up really really well. Um, and it's there's there's a lot going on there. Is what I'll say. I know that sounds stupid, but it's amazing how how pacey that movie is for a movie that's two and a half hours long you get to it and i was like shit we at this point already i didn't got there this quick whoa there's only like 40 minutes left (laughs) so it bounds through two hours so quickly um and it's it's weird watching tom hardy before he became kind of like tom hardy you know this was like essentially i think you could almost call this his his breakthrough role maybe was his coming out party really wasn't it yeah yeah um, and you know uh, what was really strange is you've got at the time it was you know it was you know 2010 it was like it was the these are the elite young actors of their time along with you know really you could almost I think you could almost add Leonardo DiCaprio into that you know yes he's the seasoned pro and he's the it's Leonardo DiCaprio and look we're bringing along you know, all the, he's so hot right now, you know, fucking Empire top ten actors to watch people. Mm. And you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, Tom Hardy in there, and then, you know, Marion Cotillard's there as well. And it's it, it, one thing that does stand out is you can kind of see where, why Ellen Page's career has kind of stuttered a little bit, we'll say. Because there's points when it where you go... Yeah, she's not quite. She's a little bit out of a depth in comparison to some of the other people I, I think in this movie. Her character is saddled with having to be the one who's got to ask all the questions. In fairness, yes. though, yeah, there, there, there is there is that to it. Um, and you know, I, I'm not saying she's not she's not bad in it. She's she's far from bad in it. Um, but when you're putting her up against somebody, when you talk about the other lead female in this is Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You can kind of go, all right, Tom Hardy, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, they can all about hold their own with each other, and you can, you can quite easily state, you know, well, Leo is, you know, the more experienced of the, you know, the lot of them, and then, you know, Tom Hardy, you can see where he's kind of, he's gone from strength to strength since it and just gone levy it's kind of stood between being a movie star and being an indie favourite and Marion Cotillard has become Marion Cotillard uh, but yeah it, it's it's still very very good you know it, it's still a great watch I was quite glad that it didn't kind of age at all really yeah I'm, still I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they 4k that before Dunkirk I think I will do that. Yeah. That would be nice. A nice, a nice 4K DI for a 
from a 35mm print. Maybe the IMAX shot in IMAX sections. If it Did they shoot any of this in IMAX? Yeah, so we shot Yeah, uh, maybe like do that in the the fuller frame. That would be that would be good. Let's get some Dark Knight trilogy on 4K. You know. I don't know why they haven't been bought on 4K to be honest. Oh, uh, fucking well, Dunkirk's out in it, so they're just gonna time it for that. It's, yeah. It's like I reckon they're they're gonna do a, the Alien films in 4K before Alien Covenant comes out. It's just a matter of time. I think it's just fucking waiting for it. Cause uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, I need, I need me some 4K content, man, and I need it from 4K DIs. Damn it! So, so, so you're not going to be getting 187 then? No, yeah. So yeah, tangent because we were talking about that the other day. 187 is apparently coming out on 4K Blu-ray. It's like, yeah, you know, the Indiana Jones films, Hitchcock, you know, any, any, any number of amazing. Films that aren't on 4K yet. What what are what is on 4K? Criminal, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, Criminals in 4K. Um, you know, Exodus: Gods and Kings is on 4K because that's everyone's favourite Ridley Scott film. Um, I quite like that. I know I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Exodus. I own it on 4K Blu-ray. So there's that, but it's more because there's nothing else to buy. Can I just put out that 187 lost money at the box office? Not like a little bit, like a lot. What the fuck was the budget on it then? 20 million. Really? Well, yeah, that's quite a lot of that time as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, about twenty million budget. And it, 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 I don't think it made about five and a half. Jesus. Christ. And that you know, and, and yeah. It, 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 it's become quite, you know, well thought of since on, um, on, you know, on video and everything. But it's not like it's it's one that's on Netflix that's constantly watched or anything like that, or a film that's actually kind of revered. Um, like, let's say, for instance, Donnie Darko mm. um, didn't do fantastic. I don't think at the cinema, but you know, found its niche on on DVD. Well, it seven hasn't really. You know, I rewatched it last year, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed my rewatching it. But that fucking doesn't need to be watched in 4K. Yeah, quite. It's fucking weird. Um, it's really bizarre on that. Like, it was, like, literally, like, they, they took the film and went, we wanted to put this on a 4K, and he's gone, all right, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll start the rendering process and everything now. Um, cool. And he's opened it and gone, huh. It's a weird one to put on. Mm. I just put it back down and like the fucking the actual thing said Goodfellas on the tin outside or something like that. He's opened it and gone. Somebody's put this in the wrong thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, why not? Let's <laughs> redo it. Yeah, I've done that 187. What? I would, I would, we've done the 4K for 187. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's been a horrible mistake. <laughs> um, At least I have the Revenant on 4K. That's going to get rewatched soon, I think. Yeah, you said that looks incredible, didn't you? So it was the, the, the best the, the, film you've ever seen. The bits I think, I've watched, best. best looking presentation of a film I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I've not watched a lot because <laughs> I've been at work pretty much all the time. Um, I watched a film called Imposter, um, directed by uh, Gary Felder. Um, and starring Gary Sinise. Yeah, yes. fuck, yeah, okay. And Madeline Stowe, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Mackay Pfeiffer. Nice. In stock Mackay Pfeiffer role. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 
watched it three or four days ago, and I already can't remember what happened. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think I've seen that. <laughs> um, essentially, it's set in like twenty the twenty seventies or something like that, um, whereby um, an alien civilization is at war with the world, so they live in like these domed. Uh, people in the world live in like these domed uh, cities and Gary Sinise plays a, a government weapons builder um, and then they think that he's actually an alien imposter um, and so he goes on the run and he's trying to prove that he's not an alien imposter and then it turns out he's not an alien imposter, actually it's his wife Madeline Stowe that is the alien imposter Oh, but wait a minute, no, he also is an alien imposter as well. Oh. Yeah, in literally the quickest, oh my God, he's not the imposter, she was the imposter. Oh God, that's a, that's a twist that I didn't see coming. Oh no, wait a minute, we've opened this thing and he's an imposter as well, I better kill him. Nice. <laughs> literally like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, not very good. Um, that's That's it. I, I did watch start watching the arrival. Uh, the the arrival, oh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, the Tower Charlie Sheen movie. Um, but I got about halfway through it personally. Fair enough. I, I don't think I'm going to continue. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about War on Everyone next week though, because like I say, I'm um like I'm like halfway through it. Um, I, 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 I'll be I'll be very intrigued to hear your thoughts on that movie. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Quite. Um, cool. Go on. Uh, what what will you be watching this week? Uh, okay, so I'm uh, sorry, I was just checking for uh, uh, mail uh, email uh, on the. Oh, we do have one. We do have one apparently. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, okay, so I yeah, so like I say, I went to the cinema three times in three days, and uh, I watched Split, uh, which is M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's new film. Uh, how much have you heard about this? Not a lot, but I'm I'm not bothered about hearing more, to be honest. You're right for me to go a bit spoilery? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, if you are interested in Split, I thoroughly recommend you skip the next five to ten minutes. Like, seriously. If you do not know the ending of Split, skip. Okay. Yeah, it's a sidequel to Unbreakable. It's a, is it? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so M. Night Shyamalan owns... Oh, Unbreakable is only three ninety nine on iTunes, iTunes this yes, week. It it's like a special deal. Yeah. Oh, that's clever marketing. Yeah. So, the titles, Unbreakable, Split, kind of. Yeah. So... I'll get the big thing out th- out of the way first, just because, and again, like, it, it, even if you've heard this far and you don't, like, if that sounds interesting to you and you haven't seen it, just, just skip. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just skip. But, um, so, at the end, it's revealed that it takes place in, in, in the same universe. Um, there is a scene, basically the film ends, title card split, then it cuts back, there's a diner, and there's a report on the, t- on, on, um, on the TV, and 
there's this person saying like, oh, this sounds like quite similar to uh, that guy who caused all those accidents on, on purpose, like years ago, I'm paraphrasing. What was yeah. his name? And I was thinking, hang on, what the fuck? And then it go, it, it, there's a reveal and Bruce Willis is there and says, Mr. Glass. And then it ends. Oh, Bruce Willis is actually there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well played, M. Night. And the film has done very, very well in the it US this yeah. weekend. Uh, 34 million weekend, I think, off of a 9 million budget. So, apparently Wasn't Samuel this... Jackson is in. Wasn't this um, partially self-financed as well? Yeah. Yeah, um, like basically he like yeah um, he, he like did that with with Jason Blum and mm. so full creative control. So it's, it's a Bluehurst one as well. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it looks like we're gonna get a fully fledged Unbreakable sequel with essentially Bruce Willis going up against Samuel L. Jackson and James McAvoy. That's interesting. Which is interesting. So. It's funny to watch this now, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, seriously. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I think I might have to go and see this this week. In the cinema, I actually, I, I actually said, again, like with Return of Sanders Cage, shut the fuck up. And two guys down in front of me just both shouted, fuck yeah. When the <laughs> oh, very nice. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah, that 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 genuinely is making me smile, Satya. <laughs> it's the, the the thing is though, it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual film. It's it's just a massively random, delightful Easter egg. That like it has nothing to do with the actual film. So, the film itself. Very, very efficient setup. There are these girls. Uh, they're having like a birthday party in a restaurant. One of the girls, and and one of the girls is like a loner who she's the the, the main girl's invited because she invited everybody else in the class, so it would have been bad if she didn't invite her. Girls, one of the girls' dads offers the uh, the girls a lift home. They all get in the car. The dad's putting some stuff in the boot. See someone comes up to him. What can I do for you? James McAvoy gets in the car, like sprays all the girls. They go unconscious. And then it kind of starts like this is like first two or three minutes. Um, Titles play out. Kind of like what you'd imagine Hitchcock would do the psycho titles now as. Um. And, and, I mean, there, there are a lot of kind of Hitchcock-y kind of illusions here. Um, so, basically, story is, James McAvoy plays a guy with 23 different personalities. There's only about seven or eight, actually, on screen, I think, um, that he, he plays, but that, that's what they say. Um, and they're vying for control of his head. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy of The Witch and Morgan uh, plays the loner girl who... Um, through kind of flashbacks about her life, it kind of shows that she might be able to deal with sit- with situations not quite like this, 
but of a similar thematic thing, I would say. Um, And uh, James McAvoy, basically, some of his personalities are quite kind and benevolent. Some of them seem to be after some other things. And a couple of them are talking about the Beast, which is another personality which is threatening to uh, come along and uh, basically take over. Um, I really like Split, not just for the last 20 seconds or so. Um, McAvoy is brilliant. He's really, really good. Treads such a good line between like pitch black comedy and actually being really quite scary. Um, I think he does a, a really good jo- job. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy... Like her character's like really broken and fractured all the way all, all the way through the film, and as it goes on, you kind of understand why. But she's also clever, and um, you know, she, like she's got a real intelligence. And the way that she handles uh, one of the personalities in particular is is very interesting. Um, it it's a film that doesn't have an awful lot of flashiness. Um, I mean it. Does it look like a $9 million budget film? Yeah, probably, but it has it has a lot of stock in its, in its filmmaking, in, in static shots and... Um, sorry, two ticks. Uh, sorry, what's up? Oh, God, yeah. No, all right, yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but Donna was doing a little shoot with Lottie up here earlier on. So I'm literally on the bed in my dressing gown with all these lights all around me. <laughs> a beautiful sight. Yeah, no, it's a gorgeous sight. It's a gorgeous sight. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, he... Um, you know, there's very measured camera shots. There's there's lots of like uh, uh, like build up intention through wide shots, and um, I, 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 but I mean it's very performance driven as well. Like there's a scene where McAvoy has to have like play like seven or eight of the personalities like in his head in one unbroken shot, all kind of vying for, for with each other for the light, which is like the bit they all put them in his head, they're all sat on chairs and whenever one of them's in the light, that's the one that comes to the fore. And it, it like the, the way he does that is, is great. And you, you, his character is obviously psychotic, but also, uh, but also um, he's got a strain of sympathy to him. And if you like, I'm already thinking of the dynamic that his character could have with Samuel L. Jackson's character, if if they do another one like one being the the like controlling the other one, I think could be very very interesting. Um, yeah, I, it's I, I what I thought was going to be quite a throwaway piece like the visit. Um, I I thought kind of turned itself in into something more substantial for for obvious reasons, but also just actually through the film itself. I I, I really did quite enjoy it, and um, I. Very much recommend it. I'm glad it's doing well. Um, I kind of wish Return of Xander Cage was making as much money, if not more, but I'm I'm happy with Split being as successful as it has been so far. Um, I think it's well. But me, I think it's well worth a watch. Cool. Uh, I, I, I might actually go and see it this, this week on yeah. my day off. Nice. Um, and not as worth a watch would be Sing. 
um, which I took Lottie to this morning. Uh, first film in a decade by Garth Jennings um, of Son of Rambo and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fame. Um, he wrote and directed this, um, but it's basically animals do X Factor to save a theatre. Yeah. Looks like something that should have been made about 10 years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it it's inoffensive and there were moments I enjoyed. There, there are these squirrels that come to the audition, but they're, they're Japanese and all they do is J-pop and they don't understand what's going on. They just keep on pressing play on their boombox and breaking into J-pop numbers for five seconds before Matthew McConaughey's character kind of shoes them away. They made me laugh whenever I saw them. Just squirrels doing J-pop. It just it's a weird idea, and I wish to, I wish there was more eccentricity about the thing. Um, Do one of those, yeah. Yeah, because the the rest of it is like Taron Egerton is a gorilla whose dad doesn't want him to be a singer, and Reese Witherspoon is a housewife who feels underappreciated. Scarlett Johansson is a punk rocker who decides to go more mainstream to deal with her emotional problems and it's just i don't know it's it's very bland very bland um and i was really like yeah i mean garth jennings son of rambo i expected more especially when it's like the first film he's had in a decade and this is what it was um I, I mean, like, Christ, out of the Illumination films of the last little while, I'd watch Minions and Secret Life of Pets again before this. I didn't hate it, it just it wasn't too much there for me, and Lot- Lottie was bored. Okay, last thing for me is uh, Criminal, which is on Netflix and 4K Blu-ray, um, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. Uh, right. This is Kevin Costner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I always enjoy a Kevin Costner film, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I thought I think he got a, kind of a bad rap. It's a pretty generic actioner, but Ryan Reynolds gets killed. Memories get put in the brain of Kevin Costner, who's basically a, like a, a in prison forever guy, and he starts getting his uh, memories and emotions and stuff. Kevin Costner plays basically a sociopath for like the first half hour of his screen time, and then starts to kind of show these emotions, and it was actually pretty interesting. I thought. Um, not great, but uh, more enjoyable than I would have given it credit for going in. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I think you'd probably quite enjoy it. Um, but, yeah. They, it's on Netflix, so I think it's one of those ones I've hovered over a few times. Yeah, give it a go, man. It's, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's it. Um, should we do that email next week, then, if uh, we need to uh, get going? Uh, well, we, can do, we can do it now. We'll, get, we'll do it now. Okay. Um, let's just try and pull it up quickly. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, fuck. Um, hang on. There we go. Uh, okay. Hi, lads. Um, oh, that's Marcus Cisu. Cool. Um, hi, lads. Here's my list, uh, list for the year. Biggest disappointment. Uh, Malik's Voyage of Time. 90 Minute Doc made a special effort to see it at LFF, and it was a real letdown. Just a poor relation to Planet Earth. I've heard that, actually. Yeah, I, I've not, I've not seen it. I was, I was actually, I was actually quite excited by the idea of that. But it's several people now have all said it is just a little bit. It doesn't work yeah. as well as you think it might. Yeah, no, quite. Um, 
Biggest surprises, Pete's Dragon and Swallows and Amazons. Good old-fashioned family fun. Yeah, didn't look bad. Oh, I've been intrigued by Swallows and Amazons. I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, same. Um, Worst of the year, I don't tend to see the other junk that gets released, but Dad's Army was a pretty terrible effort. Yes, it was. My favourites of the year, five, Tale of Tales, Mark's favourite. Do you know what? I I dislike that so much, I forgot to put it in my worst of. (laughs) I remember, yeah, no, quite. Uh, Four, uh, Neon Demon. Three, Evolution. Two, Things to Come. One, Our Little Sister. Another, Coriada Masterclass. Thanks for the year's podcasting efforts. Keep it up in 2017. Thank you very much, Marcus. Um, Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, we we, we will be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, Twitter questions? Uh, We have a couple, I think. Let me just double check. I know this is we open a second and I got rid of it. Uh, oh, uh, Steve Dixon at the Great SD. What are your favourite movie posters? Oh fuck! Yeah, I saw this question. Fuck. Uh, the, the original Alien one's pretty great. Um, it's pretty fucking great Um, I've got most of my favourites up on my walls Um, so the original Rocky poster I think is fantastic Um, Apocalypse Now Uh, the hand-drawn Ayo Miyazaki Japanese poster for um, My Never Totoro oh yeah no I have that where it's yeah where it's 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 not Actually, it's still from the film. It's it's a poster that he drew before he kind of even made the film, and you can tell that because it's uh, at the bus stop with Totoro, but she's not carrying May in it, whereas of course in the film she is. Um, so yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, and what else is that? Streets of Fire posters, magnificent. Yeah, that is a good picture. I don't, I don't know why I don't own that. And there's a there's a heap, there's a couple of heat posters that are really good that aren't just the generic. With every with all money, there's one of them that's on like a black background, and it says heat, but in the the letters of heat is an actual picture that runs across, and it's a fantastic looking poster. Nice, very good. Yeah, that, that's that's it. Cool. So, uh, uh, nice one. Um, so next week we're doing a Danny Boyle special. Um, we put out a vote on the Twitter account. Um, I put it out, and then Mark said, "How about these for the list?" And I'd already put it out, so I'd like to <laughs> publicly apologise to Mark for that. Um, choices were Shallow Grave, Train Spotting, A Life Less Ordinary, and Millions. Uh, I think we we agreed on the top two, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So Shallow Grave and Train Spotting. Um, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good trouble build on that. Yeah, no, Michelle oh. Gray got thirty percent of the vote. Train spotting forty five percent. A life less ordinary twenty one percent, and millions four percent. That was out of forty seven votes. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you want to be strange? Mm. I just, I just, what is it? I just want Google heat poster to see if I could find that poster, mm. um, and I went into images, um, and the, it's, it's the, it's there it's like the third image that arrives and I've clicked on it just to have a look at the poster card because I said the link to it right I'm off the page now and it's from fucking swatchpile.co.uk nice <laughs> that's really fucking weird nice that's good um so yeah and obviously we're going to be uh, talking about Trainspotting 2 uh, 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 next week as well so going to be another packed show um, right my Laptop is actually about to die, so I'll say good night. Uh, Mark will also say good night. Yes, good night. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we shall speak to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.